Welcome back, podcast patrons, to episode 165 of Leave the Pin Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan. A little bit different episode today. We've got uh, my my first guest that I can recall. Apologize to anyone out there that might be from the state of Minnesota, but our first Minnesotan, uh, Jeff from Break 80 Golf on Instagram. We'll talk a ton about what golf is like in the land of 10,000 lakes, uh, how he deals with all of the winter weather, which I can assure you, as you listen to this episode, is worse than I have it in the Northeast, and I didn't think it could be. Jeff is just a diehard golfer. The state of Minnesota seems like it is a just hotbed of golf for five, six months of year of the year. And so it was real interesting to me to kind of get that perspective because as most listeners know, I shut down my game and in the Northeast, we shut down our games here for a good three months. Well, they deal with that even longer. So in the summer when the nights are long and in the spring up in Minnesota, in the great North, you've got people just clamoring for this sport. It's real refreshing to see how much love there is for golf in Minnesota. Now, one of the things Jeff just did as well, which we're going to talk about, is he ran his own golf tournament at an indoor simulator place called Optimal Performance Golf. And if you Google this place, I mean, it I, I would kill to have a golf, an indoor golf establishment like this nearby. Um, he has a great relationship up there with them. Again, just rabid golfers. People turned out in droves for this indoor tournament. And it got me thinking, what an amazing idea that this is and, and why this doesn't occur more and more in, you know, basically all these states uh, north of the Mason-Dixon line, right, where we get real true winner and can't be outside playing. So take a listen to this episode. Jeff is just absolutely phenomenal. Follow him on Instagram on Break80Golf. And as always, you know, subscribe, download, tell your friends, tag us with the hashtag, leave the pin, and just enjoy this episode through and through. And if you are someone down in the South or out West that can play year-round, you know, don't take that for granted because there's a lot of people like us that are suffering throughout this winter. Lead the pin podcast with Dan and Scott. Hottest golf podcast, whether you like it or not. Fresh from back in the day when they still played at the park. 7 p.m. PM special where they played after dark. From the birds to the focus to the losses and the win. Welcome podcast, patron to the show. Lead the pin, get busy golfing or get busy dying. Hottest golf podcast and a swing ain't lying. Yeah. Leave the pin. Jeff, what's going on, man? How uh, how cold is it out there now? Um, what's good, Dan? It's uh, actually, to be totally honest, I'm a teacher. We had a tour late start today. It was negative 30 degrees when we woke up. <laughs> so we had a, it was uh, the wind chill was whipping, and um, yeah, we're right in the thick of things here. Yeah, dead of winter. I can, uh, I told you off air, I can empathize with you, man, as being a Northeast PA guy, but that is negative 30. Good Lord. Jeff, you realize there's people right now in the, in the South and there's people out West listening to this or that are going to listen to it when it airs and going, what the hell are those two talking about? Uh, you know, it's, I have to, whenever I go on a vacation and like, it's during the winter, and I just realized that people actually like live like this in January and December and, and February. It just I, it boggles my mind, like that that there's people that don't have to go through the things I go through. Yeah, and, <laughs> I completely agree. Um, how'd you end up in Minnesota? Um, just from here. I mean, one of those things. Grew up here, born here. Um, you know, I I've got tight tight family, so 
it would be really hard to get me away from here because I think that's the the main draw of why we choose to live here, to be honest. Do, do you ever do you ever really get used to the cold? Like people say that to me all the time. Like, oh, dude, you probably play golf when it's 30 degrees out. I'm like, well, yeah, I do. But it's not because I like it. It's because I'm an idiot. No, I'm with you. It's like, you know, I don't like the cold. Like, I'll be honest. Like, I don't do really anything. I don't love outdoor activities. I'm in the gym in the winter. I'm coaching basketball. I'm, you know, doing indoor things most often. So I don't get out a ton and I don't have a lot of outdoor hobbies. I don't ice skate. I don't ski. You know, I don't do any of those things. So really it's just trying to manage my insanity. In fact, one interesting, I tend to be actually in better shape in the winter than I do in any other time. And I think one of the reasons why is because I just find myself on the treadmill watching, watching something, you know, just for something to do. Yeah, it makes, I mean, it, it makes complete sense. I think I'd go crazy if I didn't have like, you know, indoor heated areas to be in during the day. And you and I, you and I both teach, so we'll we'll kind of get into that later. We both coach high yeah. school golf, which is you know hilarious. Like like literally, <laughs> like you're my northern twin, I believe. You know, for sure. Um, do, do you ice fish at all? I know that's um, big in Minnesota. You know, it is it is a big thing. And like I said, I don't do a lot of. I will probably once, maybe twice in a winter. And I got some good buddies that that's one way that we can connect and and get together. And honestly, it doesn't really matter my opinion if we catch anything or not. It's just fun to hang out in the ice house and and chat and catch up. So I, I, I don't do it religiously. Like a lot of people out here do, like it's a big thing out here and people have these, you know, super nice ice houses. And, um, but again, it's only a short amount of time. I mean, it's only a couple months we're talking that they can be used out here. So to invest in something like that with not, you know, not having more than probably four months at most, it's kind of, a, you know, you got to love it. Yeah, I guess it, I guess it's almost like having a pool out there, right? Super, really super short season. Very short season. I mean, and and again, if you're going to use it, people use it. I mean, they do, and they're they're going for weeks at a time, you know, on the, on the lake. But I'm just kind of a casual guy. I love I love catching fish. I mean, I fish a little bit more in the summer than I do in the winter. But the comfort and coziness of a of an ice house can can't really be matched much. It's pretty cool. All right, so a lot of our listeners are from the Northeast kind of metropolitan area, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, and then an enormous contingent down south from the Carolinas all the way over to uh, Louisiana. Uh, give people a, a feeling, um, an idea of Minnesota golf. like Because everything I've ever heard and read and seen on social media is that it is just – golf crazy the courses are mobbed for whatever the season is four and a half five months and then like the entire state shuts down for golf yeah i mean you nailed it honestly this is one of the i think it's golf courses per capita of, of players is i mean if this is a golf crazed area i mean people love their golf here i mean um like you said courses are just packed on the weekends like crazy um, people are always trying to find ways to work on their game if they can't play golf. Um, you would be surprised showing up the conversations you have, the, the, you know, I would, I've many times ran into people that, you know, play five, six, seven days a week and get, they, you know, the, the part about it is, is you really learn to appreciate it because you know, at some point there is an end and there's a beginning, you know, it's not like living somewhere that can play all year round, you don't really, 
you know, you might take things for granted. Like we don't take for things for granted out here. Like if it's a nice day and a 70 degree day, like we are soaking that in and we're going to enjoy it and we're going to love it. Um, and it's not always even about the golf. It's just being able to be outside and, um, you know, a summer in Minnesota is amazing. I mean, the weather and um, even fall golf in Minnesota is uh, just unbelievable with the colors. And so I would say like somebody that doesn't know much about Minnesota is people love their golf here and they don't take it for granted. And, you know, somebody that wants to play, if they can't play in the summer, they find a way to get swings in in the winter, you know, find a putting mat. I mean, just grind on your game as much as you possibly can until you hit the course again. So how many, how many like truly golfable months are there? I would say any given, I mean, there's times where March is golfable. I mean, that's kind of hit or miss. Um, I would say more often than not, you can get around it in March. Um, but then you might have a snowstorm in April and have to shut it down for a week or two. And then, you know, you can golf again. And then I'd say, you know, lately, the weather's been kind of a little bit, if you know, bizarre lately. We've been into December at times, you know, early December. But typically, I would say, you know, most courses are shutting down and around Halloween. You know, some stay out, some that want to make some some money will stay open November and then whatever possibly they can until the snow hits. So, All right, so I mean, like, so your golf season is not that much shorter than ours. You know, I mean, I got out once, I think, in December, um, you know, because we had like a 40 degree day and then obviously everything goes to hell here. And, and, sure. and, and the temps are just in the teens and snow is going to be on the ground till till March again. And we have you guys have mud season out there like we have mud season, which is mm-hmm. basically kind of late February, that late February thaw. You know, which is like groundhog season here, which, you know, is is like a national holiday in Pennsylvania. Uh, It's, you know, you see Punxsutawney Phil and the groundhog tells you how many more weeks of winter you're going to get. And like people live and die for this thing. Um, But then all, yeah, all of March is like mud season. And then even like the beginning of April. So we, you know, real, real good golf. May, June, July, August, September and October. That's it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you can. I mean, if you're golfing not during those peaks, you're probably going to find, uh, you know, your your rounds will be faster. There won't be as many people on the course. It's not the diehards. I mean, so you can stop. You can still find a way to golf. But if you want those peak beautiful days with amazing course conditions and things like that, you're right. You're down to to May through September. Now, so where are you located in Minnesota? Are you near either of the Twin Cities? Yeah, I would say I'm 40 miles, 40, 40 miles or so outside of the Twin Cities, kind of further okay. west from, from Minneapolis, St. Paul. So big, tar- I, big fan of Target? Yeah, Target. So we got <laughs> a lot of Fortune 500 companies out here. I mean, it's a pretty good place to come, you know, start and get jobs. Um, you don't want to zip down and watch a Timberwolves game or something like that. That'd be like 40, 45 minute drive. Um, you know, we got t- all three sports. We've got, you know, wild hockey. Twins baseball. I mean, we never win championships, but you know, we've got we've got stuff to watch, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. And you've had some great players throughout the years on all three of those teams. We have. We have we've got, you know, but like we just can't find a way to maximize it when we got when we've got something. You know, I think for the you know, Timberwolves wise, I think there's some some stuff there that's kind of developing. We've we're finally over five hundred for the first time in, you know, since Jimmy Butler. So 
I'm a basketball guy. I love basketball. This is a huge hockey state, though. Like, if you know, if you want to talk hockey, you come up to Minnesota for sure. You know, every year ESPN. I don't know if you know they they do like the best flow of national yeah. year. Yeah. And there's always kids from Minnesota. They got like the oh, best that- names in the world. They got these crazy flowing mullets. It's it's one of the things I look forward to every winter. You could go into a high school and just pick out the the ten hockey players. I mean, it's not even. I mean, you don't even need to know anything about them. Just look at their hair. That's awesome. I just I just looked up. So Minnesota's showing over 400 uh, public golf courses and 82,000 that like registered amateur golfers. So I'm assuming ones with like you know gin handicaps and stuff. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a lot of golfers. I mean that's a lot of golf courses too. Not to even mention the private ones. Yes, we got a lot. I mean, it's like I said, it's crazy. You can go really anywhere in the state and find a golf course within you know 10, 10 to fifteen minutes. It seems like so. No matter where you're at, you know, we got a lot of people with cabins that that go up north. We got some fantastic courses that are up north in the northern area of Minnesota. Um, very nice resort courses. Um, that people will play when they go up their cabins. So a lot of people have a home in the cities. Then they go up north for their cabins on the weekends and, and play all those ones up there too. So, yeah, it's amazing. Who's your favorite Minnesotan of all time? Is it? Would you say Minnesotan? Is that right? Um, You mean like somebody that grew up here and like just – well, we got some fa- – I mean, Bob Dylan's from here, Hibbing, Minnesota. That's yeah, like Minnesota. my two I think would be like Bob Dylan and Prince. Yeah, Prince would be the other one. <laughs> Those two are our probably top dogs. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of anything. Else. I don't know. Those are the top that come to mind, to be honest. And uh, and former twin Big Poppy just got into the Baseball Hall of Fame, so that was pretty awesome. I'm going to be honest with you. I liked that guy before he went to the Red Sox I because we had never had a lot of power, and he just looked like – he kind of looked like Mo Vaughn back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> he just yeah, looked like yep. – if you pitch one in, in on him inside, he's going to take one. Now, if you remember the old Metrodome, he had we had the big baggie in right field. Oh yeah, and he was when he was here. He hit a he'd hit a couple of them up there. He just wasn't super consistent. He didn't get a lot of run. And then what they say is, they kind of wanted him to be more of a average hitter and didn't really let him swing the bat like he wanted. And so, of course, when he goes to to Boston, they kind of let him be him, and the rest is history. So, yeah, he was able to shine. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so you you I'm made a you made a great comment before. I want to touch on you know Minnesota golf, short yeah. season, cold cold weather, and people kind of jonesing for their fix inside. Um, yeah. So we'll go back to kind of how you started the Break Eighty Golf account and all that stuff. But I think one of the coolest things, which you know I'm really interested in because it just happened. I mean, it should be fresh on your mind. Is you just put together a golf event. Right, a, a golf tournament, and most people are going to say, like, "Well, how the hell do they do that with those weather conditions in Minnesota?" But you did an indoor uh, golf tournament, and you know, it, it's funny because I, I don't know. I just guess I wasn't paying attention. The weather wasn't like awful here yet, and yeah. I'm going, "Okay, maybe it's not that bad out there. Like, maybe they got kind of a light winter." <laughs> You know, and, and they're able to get mm-hmm. to a course because, like, I've got a course near me. It's this yeah. goat track. It's awful. They do an honor box. It's ten bucks. You can walk on any time in the off season if there's no snow on the ground. So in my mind, I'm going, oh, he's got something like that. A few dudes around to do it. But you did it at this indoor simulator place, which looks 
amazing, like a place that I think I would be at every weekend if I had one near me. Um, I know how insane it is to put together a golf tournament. And I can only imagine it's probably very similar doing an indoor event. So I, I would love for you to kind of walk us and the listeners through the the mindset behind it, uh, yeah. everything that went into the planning and, and prep and, and kind of how it went. Well, the the first of all, the venue is called Optimal Performance Golf and has actually just opened up, you know, I think a little bit this fall is kind of when it when it first opened. And I got invited there, you know, just from a social media aspect um, to check it out and and, you know, kind of get the word out a little bit. And I walk into this place and it's like, first of all, you don't see a lot of places that have this giant putting green where you can and chipping where you can work on your game indoors. Like that was kind of shocking right off the bat. I'm like, wow, that is amazing. And then they had these, you know, the way they had the base set up and, um, you know, the bar sitting there it just looked like a fun atmosphere, a fun place to to grind on your game and to meet people, obviously. And so. I was kind of introduced to it there. And then I've got this buddy. I don't know if you follow, um, if you go on Instagram, a really cool, um, cool company called pure cuts. Um, it's basically, they, they make stuff out of wood. They make, you know, course designs out of wood, like, you know, Pebble beach, they can etch this in. They got these awesome laser things that basically etch everything that they need from the computer. And, um, a buddy Dalton that, that works there had, um, him and I kind of talked a little bit. He's like, you know, I think you've got a really good following there. I think that we could do something with this. I think you can, you know, let's get people together. Basically, it was kind of the idea, the mindset. And what is the better, you know, when you get summer around here, there's just people that got so busy. I mean, you've got kids going here and there. And it's really hard to find a day that people can come together. But in the winter, there's not as much going on. And so we thought, why don't we, why don't we do an event where we can get people it's something to look for do it's the doldrums of winter you know give them um you know we went to lengths to kind of have things for them to uh i'm trying to say this um you know have like door prizes have like find ways to get people excited about coming together and and i think if you do it well you know once really well Maybe this is something we can continue to do. And so we met. We met with the guys, the owners, uh, uh, Julian and um, Paul are the owners. And then Joe was a guy that works there and Luke works there. And we just kind of met and talked through this idea. Um, of course, they were on board. But, you know, you always wonder, like, are people going to want to come? And we opened it up. Uh, there was 28 spots that would get the full experience. And I think they, you know, the spots went in like 30 minutes, an hour. That's awesome. I mean, they just absolutely. And so it was just fun knowing that people were interested and wanted to do it. I think part of it, too, was checking out that new place um, so they could see with their own eyes. And, and you know, once we put the details together, which, you you know, it does take time. I mean, like you're talking about, like events, you just don't, you don't say, I want to do it and then show up. I mean, we met, met countless of times. We had FaceTime calls. Um, you know, we wanted to make the experience um, worth it for people to, to show up. And then, if, like I said, if you do a good job, and people enjoy it, that means, you know, you're setting yourself up for, for future events. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, the event itself worked out, I guess the one thing that's, you know, ironically enough, we had kind of a snowstorm that night. So everybody came, we, we were expecting to have a couple more that would just want to come and hang out that, that didn't make anything part of the weather, but it was an awesome experience. Got to meet a lot of guys. Um, and that's kind of what it was all about. And, and, uh, I think when people left, they thought, Hey, that was a good time. So 
So let's let's give Pure Cuts a big shout out. Actually, I I saw them on. I just followed them back. A- apologize, guys. That's not me. You know, dissing you. I do get very very lazy on Instagram uh, yeah. at times. Jeff, I'm looking over the pictures of this place, right? Yeah. Uh, almost a three thousand square foot short game area, and the first thing that blew me away, and and I think I'm just so jaded from Northeast pricing simulators. From Monday to Thursday, <clears throat> 8 a.m. to 2 p.m., 25 bucks for a person. Yeah. After, after 2 p.m., which would be, you know, prime time yep. because, uh, right, opposite of golf season where, where normally after 2 might be twilight, you know, it's prime time in the winter. 35 bucks per person. Like, man, you, you can't I, touch a simulator by me for less than 60, 65 bucks an hour. No, these guys, I mean, they're, it's, they're revolutionary. They're finding ways to get people in the doors. They're doing like college, high school, you know, golf where kids can come out. Um, they've got a workout facility in there golf specifics is, um, um, Bennett's his name. He's, so he's working out kids in high school if they want to go work on their game and then obviously their fitness. It's just an, it's an idea that, that, um, you don't see a lot. And, uh, yeah, people have really, really come out and enjoyed it. And they're, the simulators are really, really nice. They're about golf, so they're top quality. And, yeah, man, it's um, – I can't talk much. And the people that work there, it's just amazing. So everything's worked out, and I hope they continue with success. And we definitely, with Break 80, want to continue to partner with them and, and find things to, to bring people through the doors. Yeah, I mean, I mean, good Lord, I would. This is just – like, you know, for anyone out there, it's optimalperformancegolf.com. You can check out their website. You know, if you're in and around the Minnesota area, this is the type of simulator place that needs to expand. And I realize that's much easier said than done. Like, I get it, you know, and I understand rent prices and in different areas of the country are, are very different. But it just seems, I mean, to me, from an outside perspective, looking, not knowing anything about these guys whatsoever, and this being my first experience looking, yeah. I get this familiar vibe. I get this kind of hip vibe. Golf's cool again. But I also get like, hey, you don't have to blow 100. Like, okay, so Scott, my co-host, and I, my, my one youngest son was at a baseball camp with uh, Harrison Bader from the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, okay. It was near where Scott lived, so we decided to meet halfway. We played simulator round with my oldest son and him. You know, gotcha. after after we had... Uh, a soda a snickers each and <laughs> played for an hour and a half like we're walking out the three of us at at almost 150 170 bucks yeah that's yeah i and, I, I, I'll, I mean you're right like it that can that can get your pockets quick in fact we partnered with these guys to do this event like the people that did the full experience got four hours of golf um everybody went home with a giveaway item um we had a putting contest we had a closest to the pin contest um all of this within that four-hour range and they just paid 75 bucks i yeah i mean that's that's the price you would pay it probably a nice decent semi-private course yes for sure you know and that's and that's that's the tricky part i mean you know a place like that has to make their money you know especially now during the winter i mean their challenge is how can we bring in people, you know, in the summer when it's nice, when they can play real golf. So yeah. it'd be challenging, like, but you know, at this point, 
they're getting people through the doors because you know, like we talked about, they, people want to swing their golf clubs. They're getting new clubs. They're, they want to, um, you know, they've been getting lessons over the winter. They want to try it out. They want to see their ball flights. I mean, there's just, there's a lot to, you know, just to, to say going into a place like that. But, you know, the challenge really would be during the summer times. How do you get the people in? Yeah. Well, I think that their golf fitness is a big big draw that's something that can really be kind of leaned on during those summer months is when's when's your golf season minnesota your high school golf season uh we start uh late late march and then beginning of june we're done okay so your spring see ours is in the fall we our season starts in august okay and we run through you know like states is in late october you know and i i've thought about that like, so imagine, you know, Minnesota, you don't, you don't really pick up a club until you can, which, you know, most of the kids at least, um, you know, they got to learn how to play golf really fast. Like it's, whereas you guys, you come into the season where you can work and grind all summer to get better. And then now I have my golf season where it's like here, if you're not doing anything in the winter and you're not trying to get better, or, you know, go and hit up simulators or have some in your basement, like you're probably going to be behind. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of people always, you know, because a lot of people, like I said, listen from the South. They're always like, oh, I can't believe, you know, your golf season is like in the heat of the summer. I'm like, well, yeah, but it's different from where we are. Like, believe me, August and September suck. It's muggy. We have these these black gnats, which are just they, they, they call it the Pocono wave because they go to the highest point on your body. So you will literally see kids walking around the course with their hands up in the air. And there's swarms of gnats around there because that then becomes the highest point. Exactly. You know, they're impervious to DEET or any type of uh, bug spray. But once once late September, which is like when our qualifiers and districts and all those and our league tournaments are, oh, the weather is is insane. It's so good. Yeah, I we when we get, you know, in our season, we get hit or miss. I mean, we get some great weather the kids honestly need to pack for like four different types of weather in their bags oh yeah it could be you know the school day could be super warm and all of a sudden a little cold front comes through and they need stocking caps and long sleeves and we get rain and we get snow sometimes and we get you name it all so it's a really unpredictable time but once you get that nice uh spring spring night play some golf there's not much better so our, our first match this year, like our first varsity match this year, <clears throat> and we only have the varsity kids show. Um, yeah. So we bring we bring six, yep. play six, score five. And, you know, we told the kids, hey, it's it's probably going to be rather warm during the match today. OK, so our right. matches are always at like one thirty, two o'clock. So every kid shows up in shorts, even though in the morning, you know, the morning was like thirty five degrees. Yeah. You know, we, we routinely will get 40, 45 degree temperature swings. And this one kid shows up in pants and he wore a Under Armour underneath his school polo, you know, his, his team polo and didn't want to change. And I just looked at him and I said, hey, you know, name withdrawn. I said, what are you doing? He's like, coach. I forgot to bring shorts. I was like, you're going to die out there. Now, this is also a kid that literally carries like a staff bag around, you know? That's right. No pull cart, just straight <laughs> single loop, single strap staff yep, bag. Yep, going to work. 
Yeah, he, yeah, oh, believe me, he gets his work in. He gets a, a hundred <laughs> plus strokes in. So he's definitely working. Yeah. So how long have you been coaching high school golf? Um, I say I started with the, like, I, I kind of co-taught a little bit. Um, I don't know. I would say seven years, maybe. I would say seven years. First couple of years teaching, I didn't, I didn't coach in the, in the spring at all. I, I had coached, uh, I was assistant basketball coach. So, you know, the winters take a lot out of you, but I've come to find that it's, it's a, it's a nice type of coaching. It's not the intensity of, of, you know, with the basketball, it's very much laid back. Um, you know, the kids get as good as the kids want to get. Um, I find that I've, can easily build relationships with the kids on past golf. I mean, I've had numerous kids that want to, you know, play golf with me, you know, later on when they, when they graduate. And so it's been, it's been a plus. And I'll be honest, like the area that we're in is not a huge golf community. Um, where I live currently, I live kind of in a bigger town than I teach in. So it doesn't have a direct golf course even in the town. We got to drive a little while to get there, and so that's kind of hurts the the program in a way, just because kids aren't, you know, for the most part growing up and biking to the course or anything like that. And, yeah. And so you know when you get kids that love golf because they're few and far between in this community, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, a lot of it tends to be because mom or dad or grandpa likes golf, and um, you know I just wish that we could find a way to to make golf kind of cool again yeah i mean you know what what other avenue does a kid have into this sport if not for a family member that has taken up the game prior to that and that's the thing i mean they if they haven't had any exposure it it's looked at as boring because they probably watched golf on tv and said you know that instant gratification of a kid nowadays or not i mean a lot of kids and in my day too, but, you know, not having a fast pace, instant, you know, something to watch can be, you know, here like golf is boring a lot. I mean, that's just kind of without ever even playing it. And then they play it and they're like, there's so many interesting things about golf. And it's not only just about the swing, it's about what you think. And it's about, you know, how to score, like, what does that mean? And like, you know, you never really ever master it. I mean, it's you can go one time and shoot your personal best. You can go one time and shoot your personal worst. I mean, it's just such an unpredictable, you can play in great weather. You can play in horrible weather. You could, so you could play different kinds of courses. You've got courses with lots of trees, courses with no trees, courses with flat greens, courses with not flat greens. And so it's just a never ending cycle of trying to, you know, master a sport that is just unmasterable. You know, it's it's funny, too, because with it being a sport that kids don't grow up with, the the minute that somebody gets a club in their hands or plays or goes to a range with someone that knows how to, you know, the first thing they ask is, you know, oh, show me how to do that. How'd you do that? You know, I yeah. want to be able to hit the ball that far. And it's this like instant connection with it that, that a lot of other sports don't have, you know, like, like, so I, I'm in the health and phys ed realm. And so, you know, I deal with sports my, my whole life. I mean, that's, that's my mm -hmm. lifestyle. That's my job. And you see a kid that is not quote unquote good with like basketball. Well, they just mm -hmm. won't shoot a basketball or if they can't catch a baseball or swing a bat, they just won't do it. But you put a golf club in their hand and they're like, wait a minute, 
this looks easy. Like that ball's not moving. No <laughs> one's trying to trick me, you know? Yep. Um, I'm physically capable of doing it, yet I can't. Like, why? What's the secret? And they want to know it right away. Yeah. No, it's 100% right. Um, you know, I had a great experience this last year even. I had a kid that uh, decided to go out for golf his senior year. You know, and actually this one actually had to be an athletic kid. He played basketball. He played, you know, other athletic sports. And he wanted to try his senior year. And it's like anytime I get a kid like that, I'm like, you know, it's it kind of stinks in a way because, you know, it's your only year. So it's like putting a lot of time into them knowing that, you know, you won't have them next year is, is can be tough at times, but this kid came and he got addicted and it was like the, we'd have practice until five, five fifteen, and he would just stay and then play another nine almost every single night. And he, you know, he had this huge regret. Like, why did I not try this earlier? Like, why did I, and he would always text me what he shot and his scores. And he's like, and he just had so much excitement around it and this energy of like with his buddies and, and, uh, you know, I can feel like his buddies would have probably started coming out if he had this, this thought about golf before. And it was just like, um, it was just fun to see, you know, it's sad because he only had one year, but he had just an awesome year. He ended up being our number six. And we, we like, kind of like you, we have six, but we, we only count four scores. Um, and by the end of the year, I mean, he's shooting, you know, high forties, mid forties, and we're taking a score on occasions and. Um, it was, uh, I should say forties and nine holes, but, um, yeah, it was just fun to see. And, and, and you don't get that a lot. Not a lot of people can come out for a sport and, and see some success in one year. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. Especially in golf. I, you know, yeah. just think of, th- I mean, everybody here that's listening to this podcast right now, like think about your golf journey and where you are now, you know, you've maybe been playing for five, 10, 15, 20, 25 years, like, and you're still not great. You know, you're still not amazing yeah. at it. You're not on tour. Well, yeah, okay. I know some of my buddies that are on tour that listen to it. You guys don't count. But for the majority <laughs> of amateurs, like we're kind of stuck where we are. And everybody probably has that same mindset. I know I do of, man, I wish I would have started this earlier because I would have been so much better. Absolutely. I think, you know, I played actually tennis in high school and I was, you know, I really liked it and I was good at it, but, you know, as I went, went on, I didn't play it as much anymore when I got into, you know, older stuff. And I still play it now. My wife actually is a tennis player as well. So we still play tennis, but like, if I've got an extra half a day, I'm going to absolutely go play golf. It's just an addicting thing to me. And I don't, I can't really explain it. I think it's a, it's a mental thing. It's a competitive thing. It's uh with myself, with my buddies, it's like, I don't know why I have this this desire to grind and try to get better. I don't, you know, I'm actually to the point where it's like, I've gotten to like sub two handicap I've gotten, but then there's always, there's still, I can even get that, you know, I can maybe even get myself even better. Like, what can I do to get even better than that? And so I think that's the draw for anybody, um, is just seeing an improvement and seeing how far can I take this? How good can I really get? All right, so let's touch on that real quick. So the name of the Instagram account is, you know, Break 80 Golf. The The mindset is is Break 80. I mean, I, I loved it because that's always my, like, that's my goal. Like, to me, yeah. 80 is my par. So I yeah. go 70, right? I go 76, and I'm like, okay, for me as an amateur that doesn't get to play, you know, a lot, like, you know, because honestly, like, most of my time is spent on my son's game or the other kids on the team's 
game. So when I get to play, 80's my par. If I shoot 76, I want four under today. I do it. it that's the thing. That's the thing. Like you'd be surprised how many people resonate with break 80 because either it's one of two things. It's like if you're if you're kind of a fairly decent golfer and play a lot, you just want to always be under 80, right? It's just kind of you want to see your number with a seven, seven in front of it. Yeah, that's if an enjoyable round. Yeah, you know what? I actually, I actually joke. It's like, like I'll buy I'll buy people drinks if I shoot seventy nine. I'll trunk slam if I shoot eighty. You know, it's like hundred percent one shot. You know, like that. Why does that even? But it's just this this this, this thing in your head. You know that you played decent golf if you can break it. Like something went well that way that day for you. Like you were making putts or you were getting off the tee well. Um, and then it's the person that maybe has never broken 80. Like that's like their ultimate goal. And it's like, they've gotten close. They've gotten to 81. They've gotten to 80 and they just want to break that, that 80. And it's just the mindset. I think that resonates, um, with a lot of people. So it's been, yeah, I get, I get, I'll get like randomly tagged from people and, and just, you know, show me their scorecard and Hey, broke 80 today. And it's kind of taken on a mind of its own, to be honest. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, so is that, is that kind of where the onus for the name came from? You know, I mean, for you breaking 80 is a good day out on the course. Yeah. Like, um, I guess where it came from is, um, honestly, I started break 80 as a, out of boredom. Like I, it was a pandemic and it's like, you know, as a teacher, like I wasn't going to work every day. I was like doing at home distance learning and like, it'd be over by like 11 o'clock. And it's like, now what do I do? You know, it's, and so I was, you know, out of boredom thinking I started up a, a page and started doing some golfing and I, I was able to golf way more than I ever had before that, that summer. And I would, you know, I talked to my buddy, I've got a buddy that uh, has done tons of graphics for like the Packers and, and NFL and sports athletes. And he did a lot for um, college, college football and um, kind of as a, as a freelance guy. And, and he, you know, in a day came up with my break 80 logo and then you know, I was like, okay, this is cool. So I, you know, had that on there and all of a sudden, you know, let's, uh, let's try some merchandise. So we get, we had that rolling and then, you know, it, and then it just kind of took off from there. And like I said, the idea of breaking itself, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a brand, but it's kind of like a lifestyle. Like a lot of people, that's kind of their mentality. Like you said, like, it's a great day. I can walk away and go home and enjoy the rest of my day. If I walk away and, and broke 80. So it's kind were, of rare. Were you surprised at all at that? I asked this question to a, a guest a while back. She had a very clever Instagram name, and I'm like, "How was that not taken?" Were you surprised that that wasn't taken? You know, I, I, yeah, I guess I. The thing is, like, what's weird about me is, like, I never even was a big Instagram guy. I just, you know, I just never. But then you talk, then you throw golf in the equation. All of a sudden, it's like, it's I've got something to like to do with it, you know. My personal one, you know, I'll put family stuff on there and stuff, but I just wasn't super active on it. But what's really been awesome, and this has just been, you know, I never knew where this is going to go. And who knows where, where it will go in the future. But the amount of people I've met and played golf with and, you know, interacted with, on, you know, just even through messaging or whatever it might be, has been just absolutely incredible. Um, it's just crazy how golf can can do that, how it can just you know, connect people that you never would have ever connected with before. I've got so many golf buddies now that I've, that I've met and played with that if I didn't start this, I would never even know who they are, you know? And so that's been, I think the coolest thing out of all of this. 
you know, I, I can't even agree more with that because I feel like, you know, out of 50 states, I, I might have 35 states now, or if I happen to roll in for whatever reason, uh, you know, and, and message someone or call them yeah. up or text them, they'd be like, yeah, man, come out and play. And, and like the opportunities that have been presented and the places I've gotten to go and the courses played and the people met and even just interacting with, you know, like, like someone like you, I would never in a million years, like, how would I have met you? Exactly. It's right. And the the interests and even like the lifestyle choices are so similar. It's eerie. Yes, absolutely. I a hundred percent agree. And, and you know, you can only just, I mean, that's, that's what I think this, this sport and, and not only that, I mean, just think of the sport you can be, five years old you can be 85 years old i mean the sport doesn't know your age you you can still be grinding to try to get better i mean you can still be meeting people it's just a sport like unlike any other in that regard yeah and and you had mentioned it before which i think was very apropos is that you said it's a lifestyle i mean and it it really is there's only a few sports out there that i can think of that have an entire lifestyle factor behind it and i i do think golf is tops of that list absolutely every i mean not every okay can't be that generalization but how many athletes that you know are obsessed with at the time softball or basketball always end up feeding you know feeding into golf they need that comp- competition they need that they need that socialization. They need to like be able to, you know, chat with buddies, get a regular week where you get to, you know, you're, you're in a league. So I get to see my buddies on every Tuesday, you know, or every whatever. And it's just like, there's just so many things to it where, you know, at some point you're just not going to be able to, you know, get up and down the court like you could, or at some point you're, <laughs> you're not going to be able to, you know, keep continuing playing baseball as you get older, your shoulder shot or whatever it might be. It's just like, that draw of still being able to do those types of things, but you know, being able to do it to your 80, 85 years old is just, it's incredible. Yeah. Well, you know, and the thing is think about all the professional athletes out there and even top tier amateur athletes in every other sport. What do they all play? Like they all end up funneling into golf. And if you take a look at the PGA Tour guys, like, guess what? They're not out playing hockey on the weekends or playing baseball on the weekends or, you know, playing football on the weekends, right? But all those pro athletes are playing golf in the offseason. Oh, absolutely. And even just watching, I mean, the the LPGA was down in Florida and they had the celebrity thing. I mean, how many of the celebrities were athletes? I mean, they're former pitchers, they're former um, you know, Derek Lowe, I think, won it, former pitcher from, you know, Red Sox. I mean, uh, you know, it's just like they, they need to, like we talk about, scratch that itch. And, and once you're done playing one thing, it's like everybody just funnels into to, to golf. And there's a good reason why. I mean, it's just the ultimate social sport. It's the ultimate, you know, battle within yourself. It's the mental part. It's the physical part. It's it's the new equipment. It's the It's the clothes that you get to put on. And in shop for it's just the shoes i mean it can be it's, it's just incredible yeah it's an event right i mean realistically it's like adult dress up <laughs> oh man i i i mean you you get me like hey it's 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 a monday morning i go to work okay i'm i'm going to pick on my clothes but you get me on a a golf buddies trip coming up and i'm packing two and a half weeks before we leave <laughs> like i just yeah. can't wait to know what i'm gonna wear i'm texting buddies it's just like it's unbelievable 
Yeah. Um, John from Spargo Golf was a frequent guest on our podcast. Just a tremendous, amazing top 50 club fitter in the U.S. out of Rhode Island. Says all the time, he says, if you play golf and you like, you come to me to get fit, I can tell we're already going to be friends. Like regardless of any outside, anything else in your life, this is such a bonding factor between people. Yes, I 100% agree. He's, you can't argue with that at all. You know, it's 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 a it's a cool thing, man. I'm, I'm before we get you out of here. I'm going to ask you a few high school golf stories because they're always great. Um, yeah. But 2022 for you and, and break 80. What do we see? What do we see happening? What are our plans? You know, that's that's I'm glad you asked that. I mean, there's a there's a lot of avenues to go. I mean, I guess part of it is you know I'm a I'm a teacher and a dad and you know and in the coach you know those things first i mean those things are you know number one priorities for stuff but when i got that extra time i love to i'm a dreamer it's like i like to think big you know whether things work out or not it's just the way i am like i just i can't see myself ever just like going to work coming home eating dinner going to bed like i just there's things that like my mind has always worked thinking big I just always have like I just don't I'm just not okay with just kind of doing the regular thing for the next 40 years so when I you know when I think break 80 I always try to you know what can I do next what you know what's the next step or what can we do to you know to expand or whatever it might be but I think for me it's just you know continue to you know possibly host events or do some get-togethers um uh, you know, my buddy and I have actually even talked about, you know, uh, doing a podcast that's kind of more locally centered, you know, because we've got a lot of cool golf stories that happen, you know, very cool. The you middle, the middle do that. Um, so, you know, that, um, you know, get, you know, merchandise stuff, you know, get, get that going on a website. I mean, there's a lot that, you know, in my mind, I get spinning and stuff, but, you know, you got to put one foot ahead of the other first and not get too ahead of yourself. But, it's fun to think big and think, you know, what's the next steps, but you know, to be honest, um, I got, I don't know. I got a lot of support. My wife's awesome. So, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing the, the sky's the limit as long as I put effort and time in it to anything really I want to do. It's, um, I've got a lot of fun, faithful followers and we can see where, where possibly it goes next to be honest. Nice. I love it. I love it. All right. So give me maybe two of your best high school golf stories you know for your kids yeah i don't know um well i immediately think of one um so we have sections so that's what it's called so basically every regular season and then you have sections which you know leads up to state or whatever else so we're at sections i got my six guys there we're on the uh we're playing this course called pebble um pebble creek and we're on the putting green we're kind of getting ready for our tee times and i got a um, I think he was like my five or my six at the time. He comes up to me and, you know, I, you know, I always give him before the, before the round, I, I give him some golf balls and things like that. And he's like, all right. So I, I give him some and it's like, here's a couple golf balls. You know, he's like, oh, great. This will be my fifth and sixth ball I have in my bag. <laughs> like, what do you mean, dude? And this guy, you know, not just, I mean, he's, he's probably going to need more than that in this golf course and the way it's set up. And it's like, he had, he had no comprehension of how many, you know, golf he was going to go in. And this is before he's in, he had three golf balls in, in his bag for the, for the, for the meet. If I didn't give him any, and he would have been out by a hole 
you know, maybe you would have gotten through the front nine. I mean, and I just asked him, I said, well, what is your plan? You know, what was your plan if you didn't have any more golf balls? Like I, you didn't, you didn't really think ahead here or, um, you know, he honestly looked at me and he's just like a high school kid just didn't have one. He was just, he was going to roll with three and nothing was going to stop him, I guess. And so I had to go back to the car and start digging out more, finding more golf balls for the guy about a minute before his tee time. I mean, that's just pure confidence right there, coach. I, I, I don't know if it was that. I mean, I don't know why you'd have the confidence to be honest, but so that was one thing. It's just like, I was shocked. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to this 18 hole, like very nice, like sectional meet, very nice course, lots of water, trees, out of bounds. I mean, you name it, it's there. And, and he just, there wasn't much thought there. He didn't, didn't have any three was okay with him. He knew how many golf balls he had. He just didn't need any more, I guess. I don't know. Oh, I, I love that. Like, oh. because I've lived it a million times over. I love that. Um, you know, and then there's always the stories of the, of the big numbers. I mean, I, you know, you can giggle it with them after a while. I, I'm trying to think of, Oh, here's a good one. So I've in our conference, we got some really fun coaches in our conference. And so we have a conference meet here and one of our coaches and, and this is not really, I guess it's more of a coach's story than a, than a player deal, but um, he's just kind of a weird, weird, fun guy. And, and on his way to his meet, if he sees something on the side of the road for free, he picks it up. <laughs> so he picked up this, he picked up this grill with his team and didn't tell anybody. And he picked up this grill that was free on the side of the road on the way to the meet. Right. And while everybody's like going into their, to their, um, you know, meet with their players and go on the course. He takes it and puts it in the, one of the other coaches um, back of their um, van. He takes the grill out, puts it in the back of the, of one of the older coaches, coaches vans. Right. And so, and he doesn't tell anybody, he just does this and his team knows it and he's the only one that knows it. So we're back in the clubhouse and the kids are, um, you know, kids are all out. Everybody's kind of um, doing their thing. And, um, well, this coach, for whatever reason, starts walking out to his car and, and this other coach kind of gets up, goes and looks at the window and he just starts, you know, peeing his pants. He is laughing so hard as he's trying to figure the coach is scratching his head. He's trying to he's trying to figure out why is this grill in the back of my fan? And and the guy is just losing his mind. And, we're, and he starts telling us, yeah, we picked up this we picked up this grill and we put it in the back. And this old coach is just beyond perplexed. He, he walks in, he starts talking to the, the golf course. He's like, I don't know how there's a, there's a grill in my, did you guys put it in there? And he, nobody's <laughs> feeding him. And, and to come to, to, to cut full circle here, he ends up finding out, but this coach has done this to plenty of meets. He picked up a storm door once and put it in the back of a coach's um, van. And, and he picked up a, um, a scooter that was electric scooter. Once he saw on the side of the road, but, and it's like, you don't know what to do with it. So it's like now you're stuck with the with the grill you got I guess you know go home with. Yeah, I think that becomes a great prize at the end of the year for I your mean, team. It's, you know, it's a free grill, so it's nothing like great. It's just the fact that you know he just randomly does this, doesn't tell anybody about it, and the joy he gets out of that, and the coaches have just a great time with the stories. But as far as golf, I mean, I don't know. There's a lot of success stories too. Uh, I had a kid uh, get a hole in one on like his third round ever. You know, and never played. You know, this is one of my my JV or junior high kids. Oh, you are you are hurting some people's feelings out there now that have gone 30, yeah. 40 years and never had one. I'm telling you, his third round ever, he just gets a hole in one. It was like it was like one sixty five too. We're not talking like a little, you know, 
120 yard, you know, pitching wedge or 52 degree. He just somehow struck it well enough to just get it to the green and it rolled in. It was just like, you know, that's not how it's supposed to be. So for everyone out there that hasn't, you know, everyone out there that hasn't had one realize there is a ton of luck involved. You can surround the hole. Obviously your odds go up, but that's a great example of that being a ton of luck. You got any? I have one actually. That's it. Well, and uh, hard to do. I mean, if you think about it, the the ball about the size of a golf ball and the hole the size of a hole and like, yeah, you're trying to get that. I mean, that when you really think about it, I mean, it happens quite a bit. People get hole in ones, but it's like, it's really just unbelievable how how that that can happen because it's you know the amount of swing speed you have to hit the ball and just like you know all the factors of you know wind and this and that and it going in is just really incredible i have two of myself but i you know i wonder like am i gonna ever get another one because it's like they're just not easy people People can be really, 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 really good and never get one. People can be like never play at all and get one. So oh, for sure. Well, h- how how close have you been to a third one? Have you been close? I have. I had oh, I had one um, this fall at a really nice, fun private um, course called Golden Valley, and it. Um, I was on the on the box. I hit it. It was kind of drawn right at it. Took one bounce, hit the stick, and then just basically stayed right there. You know, and so. And then the guy in the tee box, the guys in the tee box saw it and they, you know, said a bunch of noise because they're like, you know, how's that not going, you know, kind of a thing. So I've, yep. that was recent. That was my most recent. And I've had a couple that are like, you know, a couple inches away that looks yep. really good off the club. And you're like, right. You never know quite know, like distance wise, is it, is it the right distance kind of a thing? Like you're like, be the distance, but it's going right at it. There's nothing more like adrenaline than hitting a shot like right at a flag. How fun is that? Oh, and it's just picturesque in the air. Yeah, you know, you know, all you know is you know it's at the flag, and you're just hoping somewhat that the distance is right, and just you know, you're eyeing it up, and that, that's just fun. Or you know, when guys on tour that you know just they're they're twirling their club, or they're like eyeing it up, you know, it's going to be an awesome shot. That's fun. Yeah, I've had I've had two others that you know legit like one spun back and rimmed out of the hole. And then another one rolled up and needed like half of a revolution, you know, but, but that's it. Like in my entire golfing life, there's been three legit chances for the balls to go in. And I'm going to tell you what, the two that I missed, not that I missed, but the two that didn't go in, I think were actually better shots, better struck iron shots, <laughs> uh, crisper contact, middle of the club face, you know, did exactly what I wanted the ball to do. Compared yeah. to what I actually have, isn't that isn't that crazy? And that's golf. That that's hundred percent golf. And it's like I actually I I, I mean you know hole in one is is awesome, but I I feel like I've had better um you know hole outs with you know on par fours than yes for eagle yeah for sure. my hole in ones my my hole my one hole in one was like um what was it I think I hit like a nine iron like it was like one forty five and then like my other one was like a seven iron maybe like one sixty eight or something like that. Which are good, but then I've had holeouts from like 195, you know, like 190, you know, like whereas like that is, I'm just I just want to be on the green from there, you know. It's like not even I'm not even really aiming at the flag. It's just I've had some crazy holeouts like that that um, that I feel like were better shots than my hole in one, but 
you know, when it comes down to it, nobody, nobody counts twos on the scorecard. Look, I'm telling you, you are literally my northern twin. My hole-in-one was a nine-iron at 142 yards. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uncanny, dude. Yeah, Jeff, yeah. I, yeah. hey, I, I cannot thank you enough, man. This is a good chat, and I really hope people listening to this get a kind of a sense of what it's like, you know, in the, the true north, right? What do you, what yeah. do you consider you guys? You, you know, like I, I always say, well, I live in the Northeast. Like, what do you say when you live there? You say I live I in mean, Minnesota? I mean, mid, I mean, Midwest, I mean, we're Midwest, but like, yeah. you know, it's, it's anybody that says Minnesota that's not from here. It's just like instant weather. Like that's the number one topic. I yeah. Mean, because you know, it, it can get pretty like today. I mean, I it's, being negative 30 when I woke up this morning is, is not what I signed up for. And, um, you know, it's not, it's not really anybody that loves to be in that weather, but I guess that's where we're at and that's the way it is. But the golf here, like I said, is just incredible. Um, and even the surrounding States, you've got Wisconsin and, and the Dakotas have awesome golf too. So anybody that need that's want to take a trip, there's some, some very cool, cool places here. Um, you guys can always hit me up too. We're going to put this in the liner notes and obviously when we tag you and everything on Instagram, but let everybody know where they can find you. For sure, man. That'd be awesome. Well, and I, and I really appreciate it. I'd love talking golf. So it's just like, I mean, to me, it's just like you and I are in the same room and just, and just chatting it up. So, um, yeah, a lot of fun. Give them the Instagram handle so they can go and give um, you a follow. Yeah. Uh, break 80 golf. Um, Break 80, I think it's maybe break 80 underscore golf. Um, I think if you type it, you'll see it right away on there. So I appreciate it. Yeah, absolute pleasure, Jeff. I thank you so much for coming on, my man. Yeah, take take care. Let's, uh, let's keep in touch. All right, people. So either get busy golfing or get busy dying. <laughs> exactly. If you're listening to Leave the Pin Podcast, which I know you are, you know we got to talk about Eagles and Arrows. In 2022, Eagles and Arrows is going in a completely different direction with some great customizable gear. They are doing patch hats that are unlike anything else out there in the market. Anything that you can think of, anything that you want to design and put on a hat, Grant at Eagles and Arrows has got you. Now, they're not going away from all their tried and true traditional stuff, the super soft t-shirts, the premium Cabretta leather gloves, the valuable pouches, everything that you know of and love for the quality of Eagles and Arrows is still available. This is just a new entry into the marketplace. I'm going to tell you what, Grant does it better than anybody else out there. Go to Eagles and Arrows CO on Instagram. That's Eagles and Arrows Co. On Instagram, DM Grant or go to www.eaglesandarrows.com. Send them a message. Any type of product, big or small, any type of job that you need done, with patches. Grant has got you. You want to get stuff for a team. You want to get stuff for a tournament you're running, maybe for a buddy's trip. The turnaround times, astronomically quick. Grant's quality is honestly to die for. There's no one out there that cares more about the product than him. As always, we couldn't be happier to have him as a sponsor, as well as the entire Eagles and Arrows brand. So live life, love golf, get to Eagles and Arrows, Get whatever you need pronto.